0: Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. But I want to teach and preach from the title, It's Bigger Than You, But Not Too Big For You. It's bigger than you, but not too big for you. Genesis 17, verse 8 starts off, in the midst of a situation but let me read these verses to get them into your spirit 17 verse 8 says now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim and Moses said unto Joshua choose out some men and go fight with Amalek tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand so Joshua did as Moses said unto him and fought with Amalek And Moses and Aaron and Ur went up to the top of the hill and so it was when Moses held up his hand. Y'all gotta listen. When Moses held up his hands, that Israel prevailed. Yeah, Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. There seemed to be some type of victory that swung on the pendulum of Moses' hands being lifted Or Moses' hands being down. When his hands was lifted. Joshua fighting Amalek began to win. But when his hands went down. No matter how much Joshua fought. Amalek prevailed. Y'all see that. Y'all see that. Verse 12. But Moses' hands became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him. He sat on it. And Aaron and Ur supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady unto, until the going down of the same. Verse 13, so Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Those are scriptures from the teaching. It's bigger than you, but not too big for you. I'm getting ready to throw out some vision in the month of May titled The Upgrade. As God will refresh us on the vision of our church, what we have accomplished, and what is next for us. The month of May for us and those who are connected to us, whether you're a viewer or first-time visitor or just recently joining our church, During this pandemic, the month of May is the May month that we celebrate the existence of our church into the earth and what God has called us to do. It's a time of celebration, a time of remembrance, a time of consecration. These teachings that I'll be doing or others will be doing in the month of April will be to stir our faith, will be to show us the things that make corporate manifestation work. I got to show you how you can connect to something bigger than you do your part and then your contribution works for your good and blesses you what most people don't understand is how to find their niche within a bigger pattern of things but my hope is to help you get connected and find your breakthrough God wants to teach us how to do big things One of the lessons we've seen through life is that God will many times call us into something that's bigger than ourselves. I'm reminded of Genesis 12 when it talks about Abraham and how God called Abraham out of idolatry into something he never knew. It reads like this, Genesis 12 says, Now the Lord said unto Abraham, listen to this, Get out of your country, tells a man, introduces himself to somebody and say get out of your country from your family from your father's house to a land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation I will bless you I will make your name great I will bless those that bless you and I will curse him who curse you and in all and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God takes him out of a place where his family was move him out of the familiar and tells him I'm going to do something with you beyond what your family has seen. I got to get you out of the familiar and teach you some new things so you can do what I've called you to do. I want you to understand that I'm trying to tap into the promise that's in you i'm not trying to teach and preach to a person who don't want to walk in faith i'm going to bore every every non-faith walker if you don't plan to activate faith if you don't plan to do anything that contributes to good in community in life you go i'm going to bore you but if you're somebody that recognized that god you and made you to unique and you have something to do you're going to be full of faith oh those who understand that god loves you and he picks you out of the crowd I don't know about you but there were a lot of people that I grew up in with the crowd but all of a sudden I recognize have you ever came to a spiritual consciousness that some way you were special among the group somehow God has something on your life and I'm not talking about you have to be a preacher or a deacon or any of those things but yet you are still unique and special you know what I'm talking about that everyone else were doing whatever they had to do but something in you made you peculiar and unique and if you can't finally own up to that you will never find the jewels of your destiny God actually in Genesis 12 wakes Abraham up what do you mean wake him up I don't see him sleeping oh he's living life but he's dull to the promise he's living life but he's dull to the calling on his life God spiritually wakes Abraham Abraham up and tell him, I'm about to take you on a journey. I'm about to move you out of your family. I'm about to show you something that's going to bless your life. And of course, when God calls you to do something great, you always going to have a challenge but God comes back to confirm that he's going to do what he says he's going to do in our lives he does the same thing for Abraham in Genesis 15 let me read he says after these things the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying do not be afraid everybody say don't be afraid God says to him don't be afraid Abraham I am your shield I will protect you your exceeding great reward but Abraham said Lord God what will you give me seeing that I go childless and the heir of my house is easier of Damascus then Abraham said look you have given me no offspring indeed one born in my house is an heir I don't have a child you keep telling me I'm going to be blessed and out of me all the nations going to be blessed but how am I going to be blessed and my wife is having a challenge getting pregnant I don't understand this verse 4 and behold the word of the Lord came to him saying this one shall not be your heir Eliezer is not your heir but the one who will come from your own body shall I'll be your heir so he begin to say look I know it looked like you can't produce what I'm calling you to do but if you trust me I'll bring it out of you if you trust me I'll come to it'll come to pass if you trust me if you learn how to trust me I'll do things you couldn't imagine Abraham he said I know you having challenges right now I know what you're dealing with don't seem like you're going to get to where I've called you to be but if you trust me tell somebody trust is the bridge trust is the bridge when you can't when you can't trace him when you don't know where he is trust is the bridge when you don't have the facts when you don't feel like you got the education when you feel like your life is odd and you're not on the path to what God has called you to be on there is a supernatural bridge called trust you ain't got to understand nothing but you got to walk in it you ain't got to see it but you got to walk in it come on faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen and God tells Abraham I'm gonna teach you how to walk in it like you already have it but you can't feel it you can't see it and you don't know how it's going to happen and so in order to begin You got to ignite your faith. Come on out of the shallows. Come on out of hiding. And it's time to ignite your faith. It's time to set your faith on fire and live on the bridge called trust. He tells him, "I'm going to show you what I'm going to do with you." Verse five. Then he brought him outside. Look, look, God. Look at God. Verse five. Then he brought Abraham outside. He said, "Let me show you." i 'm going to bless your life, come on outside with me, come on outside, come out, and bring' him outside, and said Look now toward heaven, look up toward heaven. This is what God tells Abraham getting his mind ready for bigger things, say, get your mind ready, say, get your mind ready, so you can see you can 't do nothing big till you get your mind ready. Oh Lord, help me uh, god i 'm supposed to be getting here quite yet, but tell somebody don't let little get you. <laughs> say say, little been chasing people for years say don't let little get you little is an enemy of your faith don't you dare let little get you little will try to tell you what you can't have and what you can't do but God has called you to be a part of doing something big and the thing you gotta run from is a thing called little, little will make you seem insignificant little will make you count yourself out of the blessing, oh I didn't to go here quite yet but in Numbers to 13 God promised them that he was gonna give them the land that floweth with milk and honey but when they got to the land little showed up in them and little said we be not able to do this we be not able to overcome our enemies and little Lord help me will make you always complain when God is trying to turn your problems into a miracle Will make you run away from God when God is trying to stretch your faith and increase your faith. Little is always on your back. Let me slow down. Here, Numbers 13, I'm gonna flip. Now, y'all watch me real quick. i don't swung down something. Numbers 13, they get to a place to see the promised land. Y'all got to, if you've been to Sunday school, you're going to be alright. But if you've been to Sunday school, just listen real close to me. But, but Sunday school tells us in Numbers 13 that when he went to the promised land, Joshua and Caleb was ready to go get the land. But a few people say, we're not able to do this. We look like grasshoppers. And until, listen here, until you begin to change the image of your own self, until you begin to change your image your inner image of how you view yourself God still has to work on you changing your inner image because until he changes how you feel about yourself I'm feeling the Holy Ghost until he began to work that you start feeling like although I grew up in the projects I can still end up with a four car garage although I end up and grew up with a single mother I still gonna be a person a man who don't have no daddy issues ah, although I've been through pain and high water why because God has processed little out of me see God has to get little out of you in order to do a big thing in you ah, God God tries to take them to the promised land but little is in them. they see giants and they start crying that we are grasshoppers Say, we are grasshoppers, we can't do this. I tell you the story, numbers 13, is so strong for me because you spy in the land and was very successful spying the land. Everybody know the story, right? They're very successful spying the land. God said, Go spy the land, go spy your promise. They go spy their promise. They actually are able to carry large grapes out of canaan back to the camp and they are successful in spying out the land now they're already successful winning in the spying campaign they're already successful they go and spy and come out with big grapes the enemy never sees them but when they get back they still got a small image of themselves and they come saying we can't do this now they just, they just won something. Now listen, this is how little people think. I'm going to go back to Genesis, hang with me. Little people have great victories and still see themselves as it's impossible for it to happen. Little people waste God's precious power. Because no matter how much God does for them, they still think they're barely making it. Little people, no matter how God has saved their life, rescued their life, they are the first ones to complain because they're so little in, in their perspective little people always think they are being lucky so they working around with rabbit's foot all around their house they got all kind of uh situations how they live their life and they so tight and they so narrow why because they little in their mind these people were so little in their mind that they kept telling god we can't do it we can't have it we can't have our promise we can't do what you called us to do why because they were still little in their mind they were so little in their mind I mean numbers 13 you can read it later and they were so little in their mind they said give us a leader that don't challenge us give us somebody who don't get up in our face and tell us we're better than where we been. give us somebody that take us back to Egypt raise us up this asked Moses in numbers 13 they say we can't handle no promise we can't handle no faith trial we can't handle nothing that we can't see where well, every time we get to a place that we can't see how God going to break, bring us through. We faint so we don't want to live the lifestyle of faith. Give us somebody who make us cozy. Give us somebody who make us feel good and take us back to Egypt. See, little will make you settle for stuff that ain't no good for you. They said take us back to Egypt. Give us somebody who understand what little feels like. And these people, and God has to deliver people from little. I'm in Genesis 15. God says, come out of the house and go out into the the outside. Verse 5, he brought him outside and said, look now towards heaven. Count the stars. If you are able to number them. And he said to him, so all your descendants will be. All right, now this let me slow down. Let me teach. He He said, Abraham, look. Go outside, look up now what I need you to do is count the stars and the challenge I have on you Abraham God says if you can count the stars and number them see what you can do he says now this is how big your descendant is going to be he says what you about to start is a legacy that's going to go for years can I dig real deep down into your spirit and, and make you very uncomfortable about who you think you are could god be dependent on you to change the whole generation of your legacy could god be dependent on your faith and your praise and your work can i mess with your your ability to be common and mundane and think that you're not worth anything could god be dependent on your attitude so that your great 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 grandchildren look back and say in 2021 I had a grandmama who went through COVID-19 but great, great 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 grandmama who went to COVID-19 but in the midst of it she said to herself for God I live and for God I die in the midst of COVID-19 she started a business in the midst of turmoil she started something God did something could it be that in the years to come the generation's gonna look back and call out your name and said if it weren't for my great 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 grandpappy Jermaine Sims a man who of faith standing it up, could it be that God got his number on you? can I make you feel more uncomfortable about how average you're trying to be and God's trying to blow you up can I make you so much more uncomfortable that God is counting on you for the next generation's blessing All too many times we have lived our life disconnected from the next generation but God tells this man go outside look up I gotta be finished here give me 10 minutes and I'll be done he says go outside I want you to see your descendants look up, (laughs) look up. He said, look up, look at the stars. If you can number all these stars, then you can see your descendants. Verse six, and he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. And then Abraham believed the Lord and counted to him for righteousness. I read this as a background so you can see that God has to bring you out a little to make your faith big. In Genesis 17, this is a miraculous story because the people of God have just been tested by God again. I told you uh, very firmly that there are people who many times when they're getting tested by God, they back up from the test. In Genesis 17, that's what happens in Genesis 17. But there's a miracle of support that happens in Genesis 17. I'm going to show you. Genesis 17, these people get to a place where they have no water. They have no water. And God had just blessed them in the previous chapter. But when they get into Genesis 17, listen to this. I got to talk to your mind. I'm going to slow down and I'm going to speed up. They had just been through a breakthrough where God brought them out. But time they get to Genesis 17 and they see no water, they begin to complain. Let me pause. Are you getting the pattern by now? That when God brings you to something, he's going to bring you through something. Are you getting the pattern yet in your life? Are you getting a pattern that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers them from them all. Are you getting a pattern yet in your life that all things work together? for the good are you getting the pattern these people were going through trials and tribulations but they were not learning the pattern that although they go through all kinds of valleys god is always gonna make a way for his children oh and some of us are not getting the pattern they were not getting the pattern they got into this place and they start complaining they start complaining to such a point that they said moses have you brought us here to die They sound like people who have no relationship with God. Because people who had not developed their own relationship with God blame everybody else for where they are. God was trying to teach them to have individual responsibility for their faith. See, once you really start growing and taking ownership of your faith, you don't spend all day talking about what he or she ain't doing and what they don't have and what they didn't do for you. You start doing what you need to do for yourself to have what God wants you to have. See, people who take, take a responsibility for their faith, they, don't, they get in there and the first thing they start talking about is, uh, uh, Abraham, Moses, uh, um, Moses. why you got us here? You done led us to this place and we have no water. Then they start saying, look at God. God done brought us here and he want us to die of thirst. Do you think that God has allowed you to go through a trial because he's trying to punish you? If you, or do you really think that if God wanted to punish you he would have punished you a long time ago can I really preach to somebody if God was trying to kill you that's why I can't stand all these crazy preachers who preach messages as if God is on a hunt to kill you let me tell you something about God if God wants you dead he would have been dead if God wants you dead and kill you God would have been dead and there's too many people afraid of God instead of working with God cause if God wanted to kill you he don't lack no power to kill you We got too many people preaching if God have problems getting rid of people if he didn't want you here or something and everybody sitting around here won't won't move in faith because they're afraid thinking that God's out there to hit them and get them and kill them and hunt them down trust me only thing God's trying to do is make you better only thing God's trying to do is improve your life only thing God's trying to do is get you the place he has promised you to be they look at Abraham, they look at, they look at Moses and they begin to complain. Oh, come on, let me, get, let me get here. Help me push it through, Lord. I'm almost done. Here we go. I'm about to switch here. You better watch me. In the midst of all they complaining, God gives them water by a miracle. Moses shows, God shows Moses what the water is. More does, I, I, I'm teaching, you all about to hear me. Tell somebody, say provision is right there in front of you. The problem is, you just don't know where it is. Or because you don't know where it is don't mean it's not there they're sitting there complaining about not having water and water is right there in the rock all Moses had to do was go and stand upon the rock tap the rock and boom when he taps it what happened water flows out it teaches us to stop complaining when we don't see our way. Stop complaining when you don't see how God can bring through. Many times your breakthrough is hidden right in plain sight. Many times your favor is hidden right in plain sight. Sometimes your promotion is hidden and right in plain sight but you know what happens? You cut the fool, excuse me. You cut the fool while you interviewing for your promotion. It's right there but you don't know it and you cut the fool you got a bad attitude, and people with bad attitudes can't do big things. Oh, y'all got to see this. I got to get to where I'm trying to go. These people got a bad attitude right in front of their breakthrough. Oh, it's there, it's right there in the text in Exodus 17. It's there, they just don't see it. And some of y'all interviewing for your next, but you cutting up real bad you need to get your little attitude together you got to get your faith together how you behave when you're going through means everything for your next promotion how you act when things feel like it's falling apart means everything for your next breakthrough when God has you on hold when God has you waiting for your husband uh when god has you waiting for your wife it means everything how you behave and what we've learned is that little people do bad interviews little people do bad interviews they do bad interviews because they start complaining about everything else i gotta get out of here in exodus 17 i gotta go i got one main part i want to read i gotta go i gotta go verse eight follow me and i'm gonna close it Say bigger, it says bigger than you, but not too big for you. Let me read this and I'm going to pray. Look at this, verse 8. Now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. Listen to this. Rephidim is called the place of rest. It's called the, race, the place of rest. So they were supposed to get to a place of rest. And right when they was about to rest, now they got to learn how to fight. See, some of y'all, now understand the enemy will invade your place called rest but you got to know how to fight for rest you can't give up for rest I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get through this when we many of us won't rest in our life we want things to flow but the enemy want to come in a place called Rephidim, which is they just got water they just got refreshed but now here comes Amalek to fight them when they want to get rest. And some of y'all got to know how to do warfare till you get rest. Yeah. See, when the enemy comes to invade your rest, some of us go and give up and go to crying when rest, when they try to take our rest. But you got to fight for rest. And Moses said unto Joshua, I got to go. Choose a, I got to go. Choose, I got I to gotta go. I got to go. Choose some men. Uh, I got to go. I'm sure you want to talk about. And go out and fight with Amalek. Listen to the instructions. Moses says, we got to fight now. We got something trying to mess over our rest. We got to fight. He said, this is what he says. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. The rod of God is the authority of God. Moses says, I'm going to take the authority and I'm going to hold up the rod with my hand. Right? So Joshua did as Moses said unto him and fought with Amalek and Moses and Aaron and Aaron went up to the top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. Y'all catching that? Moses held up his hand. I taught this on Wednesday night. Now, when you're part of something bigger, I want you to catch this bigger thing that's happening. Listen. Amalek is coming to fight against the people of Israel. Moses gives Joshua instructions, say, I need you to go fight Amalek. I'm gonna go on top of the hill and hold up the rod. And then Moses' hands are lifted up. So it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. Listen to this. I'm talking about doing bigger things, being in a corporate environment, how to understand how to connect. Moses' hands are lifted. It also represents leadership. Churches win with submitted leadership. I'm good. Not yet. I'm good. I may swing again. I may. Whew, I may be somewhere. Else, I appreciate you though. <laughs> Moses' hands are lifted, and while Moses' hands are lifted, Israel prevails. i got to teach this again. i got to teach this. In a corporate setting, in a, in, a, in a leadership setting, in a church setting, nothing beats a submitted leader. Nothing. Nothing. A leader who submitted to God. Oh, nothing, nothing beats a household with a husband and a wife or a wife and a husband submitted to God. Nothing. Huh, y'all ain't hear me? It, the Bible says, "As long as his hands were lifted, yeah, tell somebody, to keep your hands up. As long as his hands was lifted, Israel prevailed." It means that the devil in all his weaponry strategy could never defeat a believer with hands lifted. Here it is: While you going through your warfare, the warfare has come to get your hands down. But if you can fight to keep your hands lifted, you can never lose. Moses' hands are lifted. I want you to follow me here. Moses' hands are lifted. As long as his hands are lifted, Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hands, Amalek prevailed. It shows us the power of leadership, the power of a decision maker, and what what happens when the leader's hands come down. But Moses' hands became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Earth supported his hands, one on one side of his hands were one, excuse me, one on one side, and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. Now listen. Moses tells Joshua, go fight in Amalek. But who tells Aaron and Earth to put Moses on a stone? And get on the side of him. I'm teaching between the text today. You're gonna have to listen real close. I'm trying to get little out of you. I'm trying to get little way out of you. You it's bigger than you, but it's not too big for you, but I got to get little out of you. Moses tell Joshua, you go fight Amalek. I'ma keep my hands up. When well, long as his hands are up, Israel prevail. His hands go down. Aaron and Ur is with Moses. Listen, I'm teaching. Aaron and Ur wasn't told to put Moses on a stone. Moses didn't tell them to put me on no stone. Moses didn't tell them to lift me up on each side. They begin to observe that every time his hands are lifted, we get the victory. No, we get the victory. Every time his hands are lifted, Joshua, but he's getting tired. See, big people observe. Big people notice gaps. Big people notice, wait a minute. I'm noticing the trend. I'm trying to teach a principle. If you're getting it, you're getting it. If you're not getting it, you're not getting it. And I'm going to keep working until I get little out of you because little blocks you from stuff seeing stuff like this. And Everybody say, wait a minute, wait a minute now. Moses gave instructions so far, but Why are we here up on the hill? Why are we here up on the hill? Are are we not gifted? Are we not skilled? Why are we up on the hill? They begin to look and they say, wait a minute. We got purpose for what we're connected to. They say, I guess what we're going to do, Moses? Moses, we got a plan. They actually tell Moses a strategy. In corporate settings, people who do big things bring ideas to the table they bring contribution to the table they don't sit around and talk about their insignificant they don't sit around being gifted and never share their ideas they actually share their idea with moses and they say moses we've noticed a trend all we got to do is make sure your hands are lifted we're not going to sit back. Come on, I'm trying to get you to be bigger. We're not going to sit back and observe and complain. I'm almost done, but I'm working something. Uh, we're not going to sit back and observe and complain. Now, Aaron and Er could have said, now what's wrong with Moses? What's wrong with him? He need to keep his hands up. He's so pitiful. He's so weak. Look at him. He's so weak. He can't even hold up his hands that long. Look at him. Look at him. What's wrong with him? A leader's supposed to know to keep his hands up. Come on now, what's wrong with him? Come on now, look at him. See, he should be working out. See, if he was working out and doing all that stuff, instead of eating all them chicken wings and all that kind of stuff. See, little people complain so much that they miss their opportunity. Potentially, is what you complaining about your breakthrough? Potentially, is what you complaining about is your skill set to fulfill an opportunity? Oh, I'm trying to work a little out of you. Aaron and Er up on the hill. They get to observe. They could have been complaining, but yeah they say, "Wait a minute! Wait, 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 wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" Now we see the trend that belongs to man. But he's a human. He gets tired. And guess what? We can do put him on a rock. I got to get out of here, but I'm feeling my help real good. Put him on a rock because we know the thing that has brought us through is the rock the rock represents the word they said Sit Moses on the word pick him up and let him have comfort in the word they grab Moses, Moses didn't put himself on the word I'm trying to teach this church a new level of moving into big things I'm trying to teach you another level of intercession er, Aaron and Err picks up Moses and put Moses on the word and they say sit right here and while you resting on the promises of God while you resting on the word of God we're gonna get on the side of you and we're gonna behave like the Holy Ghost Ever and earth begin to behave like the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a helper. The Holy Ghost don't let you get into trouble and don't come bail you out. The Holy Ghost don't let you go through your weakness and don't come strengthen you. Ever and earth act like the Holy Ghost they make intercession they come in the midst of the thing one get on the other side and one get on the opposite side and they hold up Moses's hands nobody tell them nothing they actually volunteer to use their own gift I'm praying right now there are people who are missing their breakthrough because they're complaining about the thing that God has given you opportunity to change And there's no way you can do a big thing when little is in you. Little gonna always make you complain. Little gonna make you observe and never see what you can do to contribute. That what little does. Little sit back and never come up with an idea for change. Idea for improvement. A little will make people just find fault in everybody else. That what little does. But here's Aaron and Er. They said, no, we got a solution. They get on the side and they lift up Moses' hand. And Bible recurs that as long as Moses' hands are lifted, Joshua gets the victory over the Amalekites. I want you to understand that here we got the people of Israel. You got Moses, you got Aaron and Earl, you got Joshua and fighters. I believe a people who understand the we concept, and I'm praying right now, the we concept. How to bring your eye to the we. See, it's bigger than you, but it's not bigger. It's not bigger than you it's too big it's too big for you but it's not bigger than you see you got to learn how to bring your contribution to work you got to know how to bring your skill set to the table and when you bring your skill set to the table when you bring your ingenuity your creativity your abilities to a thing you'll see god do things you ain't never seen before but many people think they're gonna have big things without contributing without contributing without contributing so they sit on the sideline waiting for God to do the big thing in their life. <laughs> and they never move out to solve a problem. They never move out to add their ingenuity, their creativity. And I'm trying to show you and teach between the texts today. So you'll understand it's bigger than you, but it's not too big for you. If you learn how to find your role in life, find your gifting in life, find your place in life, find your place in a corporate setting, If you learn that, if you go to work and learn how to work your grace and work your gift, if you go to work and start learning to pay attention to what you see and start adding value to what you see, if you come to church and stop complaining that Moses' hands are getting weak and notice that when you pray, when you support the oil flows, be let me say it like this could it be that this church is waiting on your support could it be that this church is waiting on your gift in a new place could it be that this this church is waiting because Moses hands was tired and the only thing he needed was Aaron and Earth <laughs> to push him to the next level could you be the extra gift for the next level could you be I'm trying to show you that God has grace on you I'm trying to share with you that God's trying to wake you up spiritually, mentally. And you got to stop complaining about what you're going through. Will you stand even at your house and stand even in here? I want to pray. The enemy to big things is a thing called little. A person who feels insignificant. And I want to tell you in this season, it's my call and my job to run the spirit of insignificance out of you. It's my calling to run it out of you. It's my job to teach and preach it out of you. That you will stop feeling insignificant. That you will stop behaving insignificantly. That you will stop treating yourself that you're not important. That your image of yourself will begin to change that you can contribute and bring forth big things. That you will stop putting yourself down, that you will stop, the key word is belittling yourself. Lift your hands and confess it. Say, I refuse to belittle. I will be big. Say, I refuse to belittle. I will be big. You're going to catch it in a little bit. I refuse to belittle. I will be big. So Father, I thank you for the word today. It's bigger than us, but it's not too big for us. You're trying to teach us how to have right attitudes about problems, right attitudes about circumstances, right attitudes about situations that we can trust in you. And when we trust in you, we're going to see the hand of the Lord. And Father, we believe that you've called us to do big things. You've called each and every one of us to be a part of doing something great and leaving legacy in the earth. So I thank you that we're removing ourselves from little thinking, grasshopper thinking, abandonment thinking, rejection thinking, that we're not good enough and that we don't fit. Father, I pray for every person who still holds on to a mentality that they don't fit rather than they do fit. I pray today that breakthrough and deliverance will be our portion and that you will show us how to do big things. If you believe this word is for you, I want you to lift your hands and give God praise. Come on. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him.